Parashat Shemais. So, interesting thing about this parasha, we start off with the Shibud, yeah, Mitzrayim, of Parai, um, starting the servitude of Kali Yisrael, but it talks about very, very, not, not so much. It talks about a few, few Pesukim, that he, 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 Kashayan always say, Kenyir, Kenyir writes, Vavidim Mitzrayim, then he said before it, he made him work very hard. By Yimaras Chayim, he made it very bitter for them. Chayim and he threw the kids. Okay, so we're talking, the kids is the is the next part. Throwing the kids into the yard. That's a Torah. Not so much of the Shibud. Then we have the whole part of Moshe Rabbeinu. He was born, found, born at the house of Parai, ran away, went to Yisrael, and sitting and talking to the Baisha about the snap for seven days. That's half the parsha. Now we go back. Tari goes back to the Shibud at the end after when Kashbaru reveals himself to Moshe already, and Moshe comes back to Klal comes back to Mitzrayim. So we have again a portion of the story about the Shibud, much more at length. Don't give them the, 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 the straw, and you know they they were, they were pressing them and they were beating them, They're weak people. So most of the Shibud is really after. Kosh Baruch reveals himself to Moshe Rabbeinu. Before that, we don't have much. The question is, why not? And what are we learning from that? So, Ba'adzim, we really have to, really should start from the fact that, the fact that it starts with Ba'adzim, Shemes Ben Yisrael teaches us that Chai Yisrael, yeah, they, in fact, it has to list the names again, and Farshim say, is that Chai Yisrael was special. They stayed special, they didn't change their names. Tzitzit goes to a whole bunch of things from these pesukim. The first pesukim in the parsha shows that already they were fitting to be redeemed because of the things that didn't change, because of the fact that they stayed special the whole time. But there's one thing that was missing, and that's what we learned from the beginning of the parsha. You know, in Golos, the main part of Golos, the reason why, not the reason why, what Chazal wants from us from Golos is that we should recognize that He's there. And Davin. That's what he wants. Goes, the Bajan does not mean to, for us to be in tar and pain and you know, having problems. That's not what the, his, his point of this. Kaj needs goals forever. The hidden reasons are, I don't know. You know, kids Now we're in Golos. What are the reasons for it? It's all Hashem's hidden mysteries and hidden plans for the world. Of course, it comes from Averis. We don't understand the Golos, really. But the anchor part of the Golos, what we have to realize, and Al-Kashbaru tells this to Moshe, one of the first things he tells to Moshe is, I heard the cries of B'nai Yisrael. I heard their cries. When Klaiso finally reaches out to Hashem, in a real way, when they cry out to Al-Kashbaru, that's when Al-Kashbaru finally says, listen, time has come. When it comes to the end of the Parsha, after Moshe reveals himself to Moshe, which is a very interesting parsha in itself, because we have a whole parsha here again that that nobody knows about except for Moshe Rabbeinu, and it's written in the Torah. Like when Chayyim read the Torah afterwards, and they saw that they said, "Wait a second, when did this happen?" And Moshe is like, "Oh yeah, this was right before I got to you guys." For sixty years, nobody knew Moshe Rabbeinu was. Moshe Rabbeinu was out of Midian for sixty years, from the age of twenty till the age of eighty. He was out in the Midian and, and, and the whole Medjid is fascinating Midrashim. 
He was in a pit, and there was a wars, and it was a whole ten years. He was mamish in a pit, in a, in a jail, and, and and for sixty years, nobody knew about him. Kaiso was in Mitzrayim, and all of a sudden this parsha is written, and then when they're reading the Torah the first time, but he's telling the parsha, they're like, wait one second, when did this happen? Very interesting. There's, we see that Jebusham does his um, starts the Gula, starts his redemption of us in a very hidden way. Also in Parsha Balak. When we get to Parsha Balak, we'll see that there's a whole Parsha. Klaisha was not mentioned at all until the end. Mamish at the end of it. Because nobody knew about what was happening in Balak. Balak happened around the, behind the scenes. The guy tried to start up with us and Gosh stopped them behind the scenes without us even knowing about it. So, also here, there's a whole part we, we, we didn't know about, but Moshe already put into motion the Geula for Kleinshaw. Not Kleinshaw knowing about it. What happened was, Moshe already comes, so now it's described to us the goals. Now it describes to us how bad the Shibut could be, how terrible the 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 Avayi could be. That's because at this point in time, the Geula is already there. When it gets bad, when it gets really terrible, the Geula is already there. The worse it gets, the more we know the ghoul is coming. But the Iki Yisoyed is in the first part of the first part of the Parsha where the Rebbeinshem the Kleinshel had a bad. Yes, they were crying and there was a lot of tsaras. But what was the Iker focus? What should have been the Iker focus? When they finally started crying to Baruch and realizing that Baruch was there, that's when the ghoul comes. Now what does that mean to realize that the Rebbeinshem is there? So, in our generation, we really can't deal with, you know, we really don't deal with very, very old crying and, um, and you know, our tefillahs are as, as good as could be. But the Ikka realization of the Rebbeinishlam being there is the realization that everything that happens to us is from the Rebbeinishlam. Even in the Shibut, every single little hardship that we have, every single good thing that we have, it's all the Rebbeinishlam. Now, the good things are easy to attribute, attribute to him, right? It's great to be able to say to him, you know, that, that um, thank you on the good things. But the, the bad things, we have complaints to him. When it comes to bad things, we start complaining, oh God, why did you do that for? What am I getting this for? What's this Torah coming to me for? He wants us to be able to say to him, Hashem, I realize you in the Torah, and I see you in the Torah. And I thank you for the Torah also. Because it's all part of everything. It's all part of our lives. Our lives are lives that are run by the Bible. That's what he's looking for in the Gaulus because he can't reveal himself. Hashem can't reveal himself to a nation that's not going to know who he is. That's why he gave all the Makis in the Trine. Because why do we need the Makis in the Trine? Hashem had to reveal himself that he's the power of the world. See, we don't need that as much. Because we got the Torah already. Once we have the Torah, we can see everything in the Torah. Kaiser and Mitzrayim didn't have the Torah yet. What did they have? They, they knew that they were from Yaakov Avinu. They had mitzvahs from Yaakov Avinu, but they didn't have the they didn't have that connection to Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Moshe said, "Okay, I'm going to unleash everything." That's what he says to, to Moshe in this week's parsha. I'm going to give my makas to Parai. I'm going to show him my might. I am the one in the world. It's my world. I run everything. I can make fire and water work together. I can make frogs do whatever I want them to do. I can turn everything into blood. I I, I have total control. So that's the way the Rebbeinu showed it to Klai Yisrael in the Mitzrayim. But for us, in our generation, we don't need that. We have the Torah already. The Torah is our connection to the connection to realize Hashem in the world. We have to put Hashem into our everyday lives. And that's what Hashem is looking for in order to bring the Ula. He wants us to see Hashem. 
He wants us to see him. So that's our, that could be our Iker focus when it comes to Shemais through Bishalach Yisrael. Because Shemais is the beginning of seeing Hashem in Yisrael is the given in the Torah. The Iker is, is to realize that in the goals that we're in, which is these parshas of goals and Gula, those that we're in, the way to see Hashem in our lives is through the Torah and through the realization of Ashkach Pratis, thinking about it. Thinking about that everything we have, every good thing and every not such a good thing, it all comes through the Bainish Life. And the Bainish gives it all to us in order for us to see Him. He only wants us, us to look at Him and say, I, knew, I know you're there, I see you. I see you're there. You're not hidden from me. And that should be, that could be our focus through Shemais. In order to, in every parasha we see it in different ways, different aspects. To think about it, the, the, the weeks of Shavavim, our weeks, Shavavim stands for the six parshas. This week, this is Shavavim Tat of Shemais of Ere, Bayev, Shalach, Yisrael, That word, take the first letters, it spells Shavavim. Tat includes Shuma Tetzava when it's a leap year. So the weeks of Shavavim are very special weeks. Weeks that we can really, really tap into our Muna and our Bitochen and our realization of Hashem. There are, some people work on, there's different Avaidas that different people have, but there are weeks of Avaidah of being able to say to the I see you in the world, I feel you in my life, and I thank you for everything. And that's, that's a, a big focus to be able to get to, to work up towards Matan Torah, which is the greatest revelation of Kodesh Baruch Hu, and the fact that we have the Torah is the greatest revelation of Hashem Baruch in our lives. And in these weeks, to hopefully be able to see the Gula. Amen.